You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you helped the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You called a phantom offsides on Landis Goggin, made Murray miss all of his shots, Mr. Grinch. You changed the baseball so the Rockies pitchers couldn't throw. That was bold and stirring, and... I hope that our viewers say that we should have cut it because um, it's staying in. That's beautiful. <laughs> Welcome to the Denver's, the How the Grinch Stole Denver Sports 2019 edition. <laughs> I'm Derek. I'm Quinn. And while most people are celebrating the holiday cheer, this gives us a time to reflect on all of the ways we were robbed and cheated in the last year of Denver sports. <laughs> This is uh, like uh, the Festivus uh, yeah, tradition. This is, this is a Festivus. It's just Festivus. Denver Sports wasn't as good of a name as How the Grinch Stole yeah, it's, Denver Sports. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, to air our grievances loudly and repeatedly. So I've got a lot of grievances. I don't know about you. I've got a handful. Okay. Well, let's just start. All right. Throw them at me. What I think we feel like is the biggest personal grievance that had nothing to do with anything that happened on a field or rink or court is that altitude is still not on tv it has been robbed from us since august since they started playing games in abs and nuggets land and it doesn't look like it's ever going to be fixed for comcast customers no not anyway they announced that they were going to start streaming nuggets games in 4k which is the most beautiful of all of the screen streaming technology we can't watch it unless we go to a bar. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, my streams that I allegedly use aren't going to pick up that 4K streaming through the streams I'm allegedly watching it through. So, cool. Awesome DirecTV customers. I don't know anyone who owns DirecTV or what they – I don't – know anything about DirecTV, but good for them. I actually Congrats. think the 4K will make it harder to stream because there will be more information coming to the stream because of the 4K technology. You're right. So that's a double Grinch. That's There's layers to the misery. Uh, yeah, we st there's still absolutely no um, traction made there. Comcast is going to be raising their rates for all customers across the board starting next year. So that's just less incentive for um, Comcast customers in any way. And uh, people aren't liking Altitude anymore either. I think at one point Altitude had like the moral high ground, but in a world where facts don't matter, everyone's just pissed off at Altitude too, and they're going real hard body with their, hey, Comcast, put the fans first. Let them. I've seen the billboards. They have the flyers pop up on the screen during Nuggets games and Avs games. No one cares. We're we're not going to do a billionaire's bidding. We just want to watch the freaking games. I mean, it really is stealing. Like, the most Grinch-like thing, it is stealing good seasons from a lot of fans that can't figure out the streaming. It, yeah, I saw one person who was like, for us older people, we just don't know how to do this. <laughs> and I don't blame them. Like, it's taken me years years of allegedly stealing content to very comfortably navigate streams like 65 year old pat and brighton is not going to be able to yeah we did this in college where we had a bunch of other people around us telling us how to do this yeah we had the best minds that we were around 
<laughs> figuring out how to illegally stream college sports. And it's, yeah, I mean, the great tragic irony is that both the Avs and the Nuggets are contenders this year. And that could be the best ad revenue com, um, Comcast and Altitude could get. But at this point, I think it's such a stalemate, it doesn't matter what happens. I don't expect to see a Nuggets or Avs game on Channel 25 ever again. In the one justice, this is sort of both ends of it, the Patriots did beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, which is awful as a Broncos fan, but is redemption against Kroenke. Broncos signed Joe Flacco, <laughs> which just sort of ruined a lot of rebuilding that could have happened. Um, I think Jonco, Jonco's, uh, Broncos signed Joe Flacco while still paying Case Keenum, um, which, yeah, that's been one hell of a year. At the beginning of last season, Case Keenum was about to be that guy. I, don't, I think there's some fans who fully forget the fact that Case Keenum was our quarterback last year. It's just so easy to go into there was Brock and Trevor and Paxton Lynch. And Chad Kelly. And Chad Kelly, the swag Kelly Halloween nightmare. This time uh, last season, well, I guess even further, there were chants in Sports Authority Field. No, that was still Broncos Field at that time. Yeah, it was So Broncos much has changed so quickly. <laughs> the Chad Kelly at one point was argued to be the quarterback of the future. Um, and now... It might still be Brandon Allen. Who knows? You've kind of brought up a grievance I hadn't even thought about. In Powerfield is a dumb name. <laughs> I don't... Impa like, if we talk about the decade, uh, I think empower is a word that has really grown. Like, the word cloud of buzzwords for the 2010s. Empower is up there with, like, phrases like toxic. And, um, yeah, no, empower is... You want to empower communities. You want to empower people of color. You want to empower women. I think it's a very progressive hey, name to be on a football stadium. You want to empower field. a field. I want to empower. We're charge that shit up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nuggets game seven, Portland. Um, I would say Nuggets game seven, Portland, and Nuggets game one uh, against the Spurs. Both of those were just quirky, weird meltdowns. Um. That, yeah, uh, Portland Game 7 was awesome because – awesome in a terrible way <laughs> because the Nuggets, like, I think went up to a pretty big lead in the first quarter and yeah. then just fell apart. And then two Nuggets games – two Nuggets fans were fighting each other in front. And the Portland fan next to me was Snapchatting the Nuggets fans fighting. And I couldn't even be mad at the Portland fan – because he was watching his team win and watching the fan base melt down. Um, and he had good captions, too, on all of his Snapchats. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a miserable way to end what at the time was in a roller coaster of wonderful emotions. And just two days before that, the Avs lost Game 7 against the San Jose Sharks on an offsides call where the video has never shown that he was offsides. It is unclear. They still overturned it. And it was the second time that a series had been stolen for the Sharks because they got an errant five-minute penalty they shouldn't have gotten against the Knights, ended up coming back and winning that game seven. We have to at least, like, enjoy the wrapping paper on both of those turds in that both the Nuggets and the Avs exceeded expectations in their seasons 
and made waves in the playoffs. That was cool. But then it's just like, ah, you, at that point, you made it that far, and there was so much more potential to, like, make it to the conference championships for both teams. That was really tough. To we just went from two of the best seasons, like the two best seasons for the teams in the decade, to the nothing. Yeah. Just, like, immediately. Yeah, like, Enos Cantor is one of my Grinches for... Oh, well, a Grinch. The whole the Portland Blazers fan base. I've always been okay with the Portland Blazers as a team, but your fan base sucks, and all of y'all were crying like Cantor. Was like, oh, my shoulder, blah blah blah. Jokic is so dirty. Like, of all the things people have accused Jokic of being for his entire career, being a super dirty player was never one of them. Then whiny Portlanders go to a protest, you wimps. Ugh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, have some vegan cheese and shut up. That was just a sad way to go about. And then to see a Portland team who didn't deserve it then get swept by the Warriors. I guess that's that's a cool thing that the Warriors franchise has absolutely tanked. Um but it was tough just seeing the Avs and Nuggets do so well only then to have it crash in such unrad fashion. So next on the list is just the Colorado Rockies season. Mm. Starting with Ace Kyle Freeland having a terrible, terrible season. Hurt, bad. The whole the whole starting pitching do like six guys all were hurt during the season. Mm-hmm. The and Herman Marquez was also not as good a hitter as he was two seasons ago. Ian Desmond was still on the team. Hey. No, I won't allow Ian Desmond slander. I don't know why. He's just very handsome. But he was – if Ian Desmond played as well as he did this season two seasons ago, we wouldn't have this conversation now. Um, but, yeah, Ian Desmond still got paid a ridiculous amount of money to be mediocre at best for most of the time. The Rockies are fine just having a whole play first base for the rest of their lives because Daniel Murphy can't play first base even though they signed him to play first base. Oh, yeah. Daniel Murphy was – an odd signing. Yes. Um, and at points was like, okay, all right, I see a big guy. But then much like the Rocky season just disappeared for the latter half. Uh, the bullpen, Wade Davis, Jake McGee. Oh, Wade Ryan Davis. Shaw. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. One of the worst games I'll ever go to in my life was a Wade Davis blowing a one nothing game and him leaving, and it was 4-1 in the ninth inning sometime in July. Yeah, um, there was a Dodgers game where they were competitive until Wade Davis came and just threw up two big old stinkers um, for big runs for the Dodgers. Yeah, so the bullpen, uh, 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 Brian Shaw, who had been terrible, was not that terrible, not by virtue of him being that much better, but by virtue of everyone else sucking so much. Um, David Dahl couldn't stay healthy. Again. Again. Uh, Trevor Story got hurt. Trevor that Story was, got hurt. If we have to watch a terrible team, we should at least get to watch people hit. Yeah. The, uh, the baseballs, just the fact that the baseballs are rigged against against the Rockies and – Major League Baseball said they don't care, and they're going to continue to let them be rigged. Um, sorry, I, it really fell off for me. What? Major League Baseball said, 
we are fine with the volatility in the baseballs. We're not going to change it. Oh, I'm, I'm, what volatility? I... Oh. Basically, they made the laces smaller, and so the balls flew further, and it made it made home runs go way up, and the effect was much worse at Coors Field. That's why the games were so high scoring this uh, year. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, like a fun, the like the, what? How many runs were scored again in that uh, Padres series? Oh, I can't remember, but it was like, I don't know. I mean, I think the Rockies gave up like 40 runs. Yeah. Which is crazy for three But they games. scored like yeah, 40 runs. They did. But that was that was a big old, like, what? Yeah. Okay, it was the laces. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Summer League. Okay, so this is a more personal one. I was thinking, like, yes, this is us ranting, but it hasn't been too emotionally, like, charged. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You were, you're pretty emotionally charged about Portland fans. Oh, well, that's <laughs> – Portland fans, you suck. <laughs> you suck. You don't deserve a baseball team. That's what I have to say about Portland. But for us, um, yeah, dude. Um, so, super hyped. I think the, at that point, the podcast had been clicking a little bit more. We were like, yo, let's go be real pundits about this shit. Uh, we got tickets to go to Vegas to watch the Nuggets in Summer League. And on 4th of July, what happened? Derek, tell us. Uh, Porter Jr. got hurt in practice mm -hmm. and was precautionarily held out of Summer League. The whole Summer League. Yeah. Um, Including our game against Boston. Yeah. If you could call it a game. Yeah, um, so that was depressing on a couple levels. One, Vegas is hot and expensive, but you can tell it's cheap, too. And we were there for less than 36 hours, just for the record. A Spirit Airlines yeah. flight. Um, it, so, yeah, Porter Jr. got hurt, and so they kept him out. He was, like, healthy enough to play, but they were like, eh, nah, young fella, we'll just have you sit. Um, Bull Bull didn't play at all. He also was hurt. Um, we sat next to the Thomas Welsh family. Did not have a good game. Didn't have a good game. And was cut. Was cut. Uh, Terrence Davis, who is now a standout for the Toronto Raptors, played so great the game before that he was then uh, signed by the Raptors, the game that we would have watched him play. Uh, Jordan, I want to say Jordan Lyles. That's not his name. Um, he was a dude. He played for <laughs> UNC. He played um, all right. Yeah, he um, was okay. He was okay, but then he got cut. So, Summer League, don't go to Summer League, y'all. Yeah, it's it, not was, worth it, it was a huge mistake. I think the only re way we would do it again is if we were going for a week, didn't really care. Yeah. Just co go in and out of games. But I don't even really want to do that. If we're going to go to Vegas, let's just go and not care about sports. Um, The Fountains was the best experience, Yeah, I think. That was really cool. The Iffy Buffet. Not, not the best. You know, looking back on it, I we should have gone to the um, Caesar's Palace buffet yeah, that was that, like fifty dollars or, or the Bellagio. The Bellagio. We were on our way to the Bellagio, and Quinn was like, "Wait, there's this great deal at this buffet in downtown Vegas. Let's go there." Oh, well, downtown Vegas is very pretty. Yes, that part was it was it's they definitely renovated it in a nice yeah, way. It it was like fun. It's like oh, this is the Vegas, the lights they talk about. Um, the buffet was whack. Um, but more so the Grinch aspect was hoping to see Porter Jr. I wanted to see Porter Jr. hit a corner three in mid-June. It was not until late November that I got to see it happen. 
And that's just, that's tough. As a fan, it's tough to have your dreams postponed for six damn months. Quinn also lost money on that game. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> First time boarding, betting on sports, and they lost. I didn't. They didn't even need to win. They just had to cover the spread, and then they like went down by fifteen points. Or we something. also met the saddest uh, Uber driver who bets on all of the summer league games in a parlay, and he won a parlay, which would have had to have been hundreds of dollars that he won. He won on six games, and then he immediately went and reinvested it in a new summer league parlay. Yeah, so sad. Vegas is a weird place. It's it's very grinchy. We could go to a Raiders game. I'm not opposed to going to the Broncos Raiders game. Uh, I don't know if I would wear Broncos gear at a Vegas Raiders game because as bad a rap as Oakland gets, Las Vegas is grimy in a lot of ways. And I feel like you would be as easily hit overhead with a bottle in the Las Vegas Raiders parking lot. And then you would die of heat stroke before at least Oakland is breezy. The water off the bay. Vegas, it, it's, like, how hot is Are they building a dome? Is it a dome? Yeah, it's a it dome. It has to be a dome. Yeah. Okay. We'll also be able to tell if Raiders fans are showing up or not. If it turns out it's like San Diego or not San Diego, the Chargers, then it'll just be Broncos fans there. True. Um, One thing that's, like, just very personal was the Buffs not getting a bowl game this year. They ended up 5-7. and seven. And Steven Montez never got to play at a bowl because the one year Steph Olufa was the quarterback. Just sort of a microcosm of being a Buffs fan. They had that loss in overtime to Air Force. They lost to Arizona 35-30. to They lost to USC 35-31 when they were ahead. And also lost to UCLA and Washington State. They just had to win one of those games and they would have been in a bowl game. Yeah. Well, they did um, exceed predictions because they were – Predicted to be a three-win team, so five wins. That's pretty rad. Uh, like the direction, just one of the, in the last two years, they've just had so many chances to get a bowl. Um, I mean, not as bad as last year. They did start five and zero last year, but <laughs> dang, yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, they were ranked for one one week. Yeah, uh, but I'd. See you not getting a bowl game sucks, but I think being able to beat the Cornhuskers um, is still a gem. Although I do greatly, um, I'm sad at the fact that during our recording of the podcast, we were talking about how soft uh, Nebraska fans were because they were complaining that they were getting heckled by CU fans, and I blew a golden opportunity to call them cornflakes. Play on the phrase snowflakes, and I didn't get that recorded. Um, that popped to me in a dream like three weeks later. So, yeah, I'll always connect the 2019 buff season <laughs> to my missed opportunity to talk shit to Nebraska fans. That and our deepest podcast of the year where we really got into the NBA in China, I deleted while watching the Nationals. So that was my bad. Oh, yeah. Being the <laughs> Grinch. We were like hard-hitting political pundits on that one. Yeah, um, very good. Probably our best podcast of the year. Lost. Lost to history. Um, I'm going to throw in a wild card one. Yeah. Um, Denver doesn't have a WNBA team. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I just I feel like Denver is a big enough market, a progressive enough market, to support a WNBA team. And... 
with like the Pepsi Center scheduling, there's enough time for a WNBA schedule. They play in like the summer. Yeah, and it would give us something else to do when we don't want to watch the losing Rapids and Rockies. Dude, you know how f- fun it would be to pretend to know what's happening at a WNBA game in Denver. You could like ride one of those pedal hoppers over to the stadium. It's warm. So much of like great Nuggets and Avs events are happen when it's like 30 degrees outside. Yeah. The fact that Connecticut has a WNBA team, but Denver does not, is a travesty in my opinion. It is a travesty. Well, and we'd be able to sit close. We'd be able to get lower bowl tickets. Yeah. 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 I'm, I don't, I'm with you. I, I feel that that is one of the more egregious things that's not talked about in the Denver sports world. I really thought it was going to be the Nuggets are no closer to building that practice facility as far as we can tell. Oh. Well, the, the flip side of that is that the Mexico City is getting a G League team before the Nuggets. Um, but as we were talking before the podcast, I'm f- I can't wait to go to Omaha to watch G League basketball. Um, if Vegas was a bit of a letdown, I can only imagine how low of a bar I have to set for Omaha. It's going to be great. The thing, the thing I don't think you get is how cold it is at Omaha in the winter. It's worse than here. That snowstorm in Kansas City is what their weather is like. I know nothing about Omaha. Um, but I have to assume they've got like decent barbecue. Like You can probably get a good steak. On a cold Thursday night in Omaha. And that's enough to sell me on going to a G League game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we'll someday find out, maybe. Maybe. Or we'll have to go to Mexico City first, apparently. (laughs) Um, Well, that's going to do it for the podcast. Um, I hope that... Is there something else? No, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm upset about still. (laughs) Uh, No... Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays in general. There's something. Uh, (laughs) Check out our YouTube page, our Facebook page, our Instagram page. I guarantee there will be more rants to be had by the end of the whole decade, y'all. Like, this is the first decade that's been super consequential from 2000, from the zero to the nine. Um, So, many blessings to y'all. I'm super grateful to everyone for listening. And Derek, do you have emotional things to say? Because I'm feeling tender right now. Hopefully 2020 starts a decade of championship wins, starting with 2020. Yeah. Um, I think that the good thing about being a sports fan is that you can be mad about these things forever together. And that's what we come to bring you. Yeah, dude. I think, well, like, regardless of what you feel like politically, like, Derek's roommate is watching the impeachment hearings. That's never going to get figured out. Like, I don't care what side you're on. That's going to be disappointing. But the beautiful thing about sports is for one fan base in a handful of sports, you get to experience the year through pure joy. And you always get to look back on that. In this decade, we saw the Broncos win it. We did not enjoy any of the season until they won. But they still won it. Yeah, (laughs) but we got got the 2013 season Yeah, most of it. We we really enjoyed the Peyton Manning era. That was the second worst of those years. We got Tebow and Peyton Manning as yeah. Broncos fans. Um, we had Ty Lawson and Kenneth Fareed and Brian Shaw in the Nuggets. Matt Duchesne, Ryan O'Reilly, Paul Stasny, Simeon Varlamov all gone. Rockies, Troy Tulowitzki. 
Todd Helton retired. That was like the highlight of the Rockies decade, other than winning that wild card game. The second was Todd Helton's retirement where they gave him a horse. That's real. Shout out to Todd Helton's horse. That, we actually made that's the that is the horse on the um, Den versus new um, <laughs> logo. Logo. It's it, not Lucifer. It's Todd, Todd Helton's, Helton's horse. horse. We have to figure what what is the name of that horse? I don't know. I'm sure someone out there knows. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but that'll be our new mascot, Todd Helton's horse. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you in the new year. Many blessings, y'all. See ya.